Hello and welcome to Groove Therapy, a podcast that explores the effects of live music on our brains, bodies, and our lives and provides a space for you, our listener, to learn about how you can bring the magic of live music into your everyday life. My name is Dr. Leah Taylor, and I am joined here with my fabulous co-host, Tara Lee Weathers. Hello, everybody. Yay. Hi, hi, hi. Hi, hi, hi. (laughs) (laughs) I am super excited for this episode. We actually just got through recording the interview, and so now we're doing this part, and I'm still like super jazzed from our interview. I am too, because our guests, who we'll tell you about in a second, are some of the most fun people I know. But before we get to that, I want to ask you, Leo, what are you up to in in your life? Like, what are you offering the world? Or what do you want to share with us? Yeah, well, right now, I'm still working with my uh, Shine Collective membership folks. And actually, we have a live Q&A call today. So once a month, we come together and, and talk about one of the lifestyle medicine kind of subjects that is our theme for the month. So that's happening today. And it's always a lot of fun. And like people just walk away saying how nice it is to tap into the positivity of the group and just leave feeling a lot more optimistic and hopeful and inspired. So I love doing that. And that's coming up later today. Also, I may be offering some more virtual embodied groove, which is also always fun. And I know how important it is for me to move my body. And honestly, sometimes I forget to do it unless I have it scheduled into my calendar, either through my own dance circle or through leading embodied groove. So I love bringing that to the people. So if you want to find out when that might be happening, you should go and like my embodied groove page on Facebook. I also have a Dr. Leah Taylor page on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram at Dr. Leah Taylor and my website, embodiedgroove.com. And if you sign up for my newsletter there, you will be in the loop of all that's happening with the Shine Collective and Embodied Groove. Amazing. Everybody should hit pause on this podcast and go do all of those things right now because Leah is amazing and you want to be a part of anything that she's doing. Aw, thanks. And Um, how about you? I know you have a lot going on right now. I do. I have a whole bunch of things. And the one thing that I'm like super excited about right now is that I have a program that is launching called The Rocking Life Entrepreneur. And it is for people that are multi-talented, multi-faceted, multi-gifted that want to use all those amazing talents that they have to build a business that makes them feel free. And this program has everything that you need in order to do that. It has all the tech stuff, all the boring biz stuff, all the alignment and high vibe stuff that's important, the community aspect, the coaching. It's just an all around amazing program. And I'm really proud of it. And I'm really excited that it is out in the world now. So if that speaks to you, and you are a multi-talented, multi-faceted, multi-gifted person that wants to build a business where they feel free, then... I say the best place to reach out to me would be on Instagram. I'm at rocking life with two underscores and I will send you an application to the program. You could also check my website rockinglife.com and there will be a place there to apply for the program as well. 
Yeah. So also press pause right now if that calls to you. And I know as an entrepreneur myself, like how important it is to be supported by somebody who can hold your vision. And Tara Lee, you are amazing at really seeing people's visions, even sometimes before they can see it and holding that for them. So yeah, definitely check that out. Thank you. It's one of my favorite things to do. And I'm so looking forward to who this is going to call in. It's already called in some amazing people. And I'm excited to see what businesses they're going to launch out into the world that are going to change the world as we know it. Yay. Awesome. So, well, speaking of so in business, I think that building a business should be fun. Like, yes, there's a lot of like serious things you have to do. But I also think that fun is a really important aspect of that. And our theme this week for the podcast is using time for fun, which was coined by the Marco Benevento. And he is joined by his wife, Katie Benevento, in the podcast this week. And they talk all about it. Actually, I didn't know where the saying originated from. And you'll find out in the podcast because Marco shares that with us. Yeah, I've always loved like the first time I saw you know, him and his band wearing those shirts because they've been wearing them as they've been touring recently. I was like, that is such a great saying. I love that. And really, like, it makes such a big difference. I actually had a conversation with Dan Lebowitz about this, who is going to be our next guest on the podcast. And we were talking about he was like on a little break in New York, and he went to go see a Trey show. And he was saying like just how much he felt like Trey, how much fun he felt like Trey was having and like just how that really spilled over into the whole experience. And we were talking about like how kind of fun is like the secret ingredient of anything that you want to do to like actually make it like vibe on a different high kind of level like Marco talks about in the interview. Yeah, I definitely I know what he's talking about seeing Trey and how much fun he's having. And if you've ever been to a Marco show like him and his whole band are just like getting down and having the best time. It's so fun to watch. And it's so contagious. Like the second they come on stage, it's just you can't help it but you smile. And it's just yeah, it's just a contagious experience. And I also, I don't know if everyone knows who Marco Benevetto and Katie are because I we didn't announce them, but Marco is in his band. And then he also plays with J-Rad. Um, so if you're a Grateful Dead fan, then you will definitely love J-Rad. I've like, I think I've danced harder than I've ever danced before at a J-Rad show. Yeah. And then Katie is amazing. She makes incredible jewelry and also clothing and actually a lot of the Marco Benevento merch she designs and makes. Yeah. So they're just such a lovely couple. And it was so nice to have a little glimpse into their life today. And actually, so just to give you guys a heads up when we started this interview. So Tara Lee texted me and she's like, okay, Marco only has 45 minutes because he has to go to this tennis tournament, this indoor tennis tournament that he's doing. So I was like, okay, you know, we have to be like really on task. And then I got on a little bit before and Katie was there and she's like in the kitchen making food. And she was like, yeah, Marco asked me to make him some food before his tennis tournament. (laughs) And (laughs) she was like, how are we going to do all of this? And and Marco, of course, was like, "Uh, don't worry, it's it's all going to work out. And it absolutely did. But 
if you hear, well, you will, I'm sure, hear some background noises of some cooking and things. That is exactly what's going on. And it was because Katie was making something fabulous to nourish Marco with before he went and did his tennis tournament. But luckily, we got to catch up with them in the meantime, too. And I feel like that's that's just describes them and how like such an incredible and inspiring couple that they are that they're like they're doing this podcast and they're making dinner and they're they're laughing and giggling and they're also like talking about how the other one is super amazing and awesome like it was just like it's just so cute and you're gonna get a glimpse into what what it is like to be in the Benevento household definitely and you know the first time I ever saw Marco was in J-Rad, actually. I can't, it wasn't that long ago, but I didn't know of him before then. I'm sorry that I never saw any of the Benevento Russo, the duo. But anyway, so I was seeing J-Rad and Marco just totally caught my attention because he just really like emanated that fun, high vibe, positivity. Like he just had the biggest smile on his face. And in addition to his incredible piano playing, I was just like, who is this guy? Like, I want to be friends with this guy. (laughs) He looks like he's having so much fun. And so from there, then like I got into all of his other stuff and have seen him and his band. But it was funny as he was talking about in the interview, as you guys will hear, he kind of talks about like his outlook on life. And I really picked up on that the first time I ever saw him. I actually the first time I met him, he was not playing. It was in Arizona. That's where I went to college and I was visiting and the slip were playing. So I went to the show and he's really good friends and plays with the guys in the slip. And he was like dancing around and I was like, he looks fun. And we ended up just like dancing together and we've been friends ever since and shortly after that and he told me he was in a band and i think it was the jazz farmers that was one of his first bands Mm -hmm. and then shortly after that i went to the knitting factory with my friend andrea to go see her friends that were in a band and it ended up being the duo Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they were so amazing and that there was I think like three people in the crowd that night. But then shortly after is when they did the shows where Mike Gordon joined them. And then that was the last days of three people being at a show of theirs. I was glad that the whole world discovered the magic that they are. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, maybe we'll have to have Joe Russo on sometime too, because he's incredible as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Just yes. note we'll for have the to future. Talk about the Radio Shack commercials that he used to be in on public access as a kid because I grew up right by them. and I, I used, I've seen them all. I've talked to him about it a whole bunch of times. That's funny. <laughs> all right. Well, for now, we have Marco and Katie coming up and we are a part of the Osiris Podcast Network. So definitely check out all of the other amazing, incredible music podcasts from Osiris Pod. And we'll be right back. And we're back and we have two of my favorite people here with us, the Beneventos, Marco and Katie. Hey. 
Hi. Hi. Hello. And so our theme today, which we mentioned earlier, is using time for fun. And these are the people that like pretty much invented that saying. So will you tell us more about that? How do you use time for fun? Well, it was it started off as using olive oil for fun. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> olive oil is really yeah. fun. Yeah. Well, you know, the whole saying came from me being on tour so much. I was on the road with Joe back in like 2006. And I think we were doing like something crazy, like 300 shows a year or something like that. Like ridiculous. And we were doing a sound check. We were like three weeks in on this tour. We were doing a sound check and we were just laughing and having a great time. You're supposed to get off the stage after sound check and then have all the laughter and good times after that. But we were just jumped right into the good times at sound check. And like somebody running the club was like, you guys got to and then I was like, oh, right, Joe, we're wasting time. And I was like, no, we're not. We're using time for fun. And it's always like a celebratory saying. And it's just something that's been kept in my mind and, and been spread throughout all friends and family. And now it's a T-shirt and uh, <laughs> we're using time for fun. I don't know. It's kind of become like our motto. Just like, oh, right. Like whenever you think you're wasting time and you're maybe not doing what you should be doing, like you could be like, actually, no, this is perfect. Like I need to use time to have a good time. And uh so that's just been our thing. And, uh, and then, yeah, we wear the shirts on our gigs. And yeah, it's been around that sort of saying. And the shirts have been around for a while. It's a long pretty time. cool how it like uh, stuck to all of our friends and stuff. And it's just become this thing. I should, I got to get it trademarked. <laughs> TM. Yes. And did, Katie, did you make the t-shirts? Yes, I did. Well, back in the day... We used to, we used to like, I went to Home Depot and bought like stencil letters, like one inch stencil letters and like taped them all together and had them say, we're using time for fun. Like, you know, like it's all crooked and weird. And then we would spray paint that saying onto a shirt. So we would buy like $3 or $1 shirts at like Goodwills and like just spray paint. We're using time for fun. That logo, you know, onto shirts. Or just onto our friend's shirts when they came over. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> or their pants or whatever. Or pants, right. Or whatever. And, uh, and now Katie, now like however many years in, like, I don't know, literally like 15 years later, Katie now has like a silk screening. She's like making t-shirts downstairs. So yeah, of course we have that screen. We're using time for fun. <laughs> and, uh, it's much easier than the spray paint. Spray painting was fun. You know, you had to like figure out how to knock it all the spray paint uh, around the other sides of the logo and make sure it didn't like have like splatterings on the other side. But anyway. We, we spray painted t-shirts like that for a while with just different sayings. But anyway, yeah, we're using time for fun. So. Yeah, that probably also like describes your career in music as well. Like at first you were just kind of like spray painting and like getting it all together. And now, now you have what you, what, how else, how would you describe it now? Professional. Now it's more professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a house. I guess I'm a professional. <laughs> Which is great, but yeah, it all starts. It all starts as as fun. I mean, that I was talking to my dad about this yesterday. He's just like, you realize that, you know. I mean, he didn't say it like that, but he he made me realize that I had I have like the best job. Like people would, you know, people would die to have like something that they absolutely love to do as their job. You know, like after I go to a gig or come home from a after I come home from a gig or come home from a tour, like I hang out with the fam and we eat and then they go to bed and I immediately go to the studio and play more music. It's like someone, you know, working, you know, on computers all day and they come home and they like work on more computers, like, you know, or do their job again at home. Most people are like, get me out of there. 
I got to get home, switch gears. It's like, it's like the same gear always. And which is crazy because lucky. Yeah, it's lucky. And music's just like that, where it's like this never ending fractal microscopic thing. You just notice things every time you, you dive into music and you learn new songs and it seems uh never ending, even though, I mean, there, I guess there is a limit to how much music is out there, but it's, it, it does seem never ending and it's really cool especially loving it and uh, teaching it to Katie, teaching music to the girls. And, you know, it's just, it's really amazing that I, I have this job. It's, it's the best. Sometimes, you know, like now with the pandemic, it's like I'm literally getting unemployment checks because I have no job, which is helpful. But, you know, when, when we get back rolling, which is also another thing to talk about, just like, wow, my life depends on like groups of people partying together and having a good time together and if we can't do that like where do i function in society <laughs> and it's like or like even how do how do i make money and then but we've been hustling we definitely hustle like we've been hustling pretty hard over here trying to figure out how to bring music to people or you know bring fun to people making jewelry making t-shirts having online webcasts i've been teaching lessons i've been doing anything i possibly can to connect with people virtually or whatever and it's a really good feeling even if it's like making a pre-recorded video and then you know the next day they're going to watch it. it it feels good that you you know you're helping them out so anyway it's nice it's nice to uh to to like have a have a job even though a lot of musicians don't have a job it's like nice to figure out how, how to bring fun to folks out there even without like a big room to sweat and dance in and get loud in but uh anyway <laughs> What do you guys yeah. say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've had to get really creative in it. And have you been thinking, like, do you use that motto when you're thinking about, like, how can I do this? What is going to be fun to do this? Like, do you kind of use that as your, I don't know, your gauge or whatever? Or is All right, just Katie, like, just dropped everything out of this. Out of, what, what, I didn't hear what you said. <laughs> <laughs> Everything fell on the floor. Everything just fell on the floor. We're having way too much fun. <laughs> yeah, we everyone out there can't see what, what you're doing because it's a listening podcast, but yeah. they're cooking they're right now that. while they're yeah. doing the podcast. I know. We love cooking and yeah, we love eating it. Katie's been making amazing vegetarian meals. We've been not eating meat for like a, a year, which has been really cool. But um, but anyway, sorry. Well, Tell me that, ask me that question again, because I, I missed it. Yeah, I was just asking if you, if you use, like, using time for fun as kind of a gauge, like, when you think about doing, because there's a multi, there's a lot of options that you could do to connect with people or to bring the music to people. Do you kind of think like, well, is this going to be fun for me? And if the answer is no, then maybe you don't do it and you do something else that yeah, does feel. Definitely. Yeah, he definitely does that. He does not use his time for things that make him miserable at all well i have i have <laughs> i have before you learn the hard way you know you're like oh i'm gonna make this video and, and then you're like you're like i'll use these three cameras and i'll record it with pro tools and then you like you record something and you have like three videos and then you have a pro tool session with all this audio and then you're like editing videos and editing music all day like when this first happened I was doing that and it was taking, it was sucking up a lot of my time because I play piano. I'm not like a video editor, even though I've made videos and I can do that. It just, with Final Cut, it just takes a long time. 
and I probably don't know all the shortcuts like somebody who knows that program, you know, uh, you know, so I took me a long time and, and there were some frustrating like evenings where it was like the videos due tomorrow. So it could be posted. So people could download it to stream. And I'm like, I have to edit these three cameras and I still have to mix the audio. Meanwhile, like all that stuff is like 20 gigs of, of information and then your computer's like full of, and you're, and you're like, Oh no, like, I just want to make this video for someone. It's not supposed to be as hard as I didn't think it was going to be this difficult. So I've, I have learned that it's sometimes it could be a little time consuming and a little frustrating. It's like, I want to pass the job off to someone else, but that person's going to be like, well, you got to pay me to do all this. And I'm like, but I'm going to make like 180 bucks. Like how much do you want? But so I've learned that you got to just, you know, say no, you got to say no (laughs) to some things or you got to be like, this works better. Like lately I've been doing the stage it gigs, gigs, quote unquote, these, webcasts from my studio and the best thing about a webcast is that it's live i don't have to edit it there's not like a three camera shoot it's just me and then there's a screen of people or like a screen of comments and that's actually really fun it makes me feel like i'm almost like at a show where people are writing and they're like tipping me and they're like and the first time i did it back in december i was like when i was done i i played like an hour i played like 45 minutes longer than i should have because i was having so much fun i was watching and uh, you know people that's awesome that's very cool People were like tipping and you could see them all go by and you're like, this is so fun. And anyway, after I did that, I felt like I had just done a gig. Like I was like, everybody left and I was like, I felt like I was like in the van or like back in the green room. Like, oh, that was awesome. That was so fun. Like that feeling of like a release of a show. It was really awesome to, to feel that. So I've basically learned that, you know, doing webcasts or like doing something that's like more immediate, like live like this is way more fun than doing something pre-recorded or or making something for someone, you know, before it happens or blah, blah, blah. But it could be a little time consuming with all that editing and, and stuff. But um, especially when you just want to like play it and then just like send it off and be done with it, you know, it is consuming. And yeah, again, frustrating. You're staring at a screen all day or editing for eight hours and you're like halfway done. And you have to do the same thing tomorrow. Meanwhile, we have like a 13 year old and an 11 year old that like need to go to school like for like three hours every other day and they need help like virtually online. So it's not just us in the home. It's like our kids also. We, we have to like do all their, we have to help them a lot too. So there's a lot of things going on. So anything that makes it a bit easier for me is, is more fun where it's just like, look, let's just do the show from my studio. We'll set up one camera. We'll, we'll do a sound check with the guy beforehand. I'll come up with a set list and make it like a special event. And we've been doing it once a month since December. That means we've only done it twice, but we're going to do it again in February coming up. And we'll probably do it for a while just because it's fun. And, you know, I get to make a little money off of it. And I get to have that feeling of like, it almost feels like I'm playing for uh, people at a show. It really does. So it's nice. That's a nice feeling. And I like, because it's like me in the studio and it's just me, I get, I like, want to like learn some new songs or like play some new things so i'm like listening to a lot of music and learning a lot of different songs and like trying them out i was i played like some tchaikovsky last time and i played like just some songs that i have never done before and it just feels it's kind of fun it's kind of cool like versus being on tour and you kind of you get near rhythm and you like play a lot of the same songs because you're doing a record release or something and you want to cover 
cover all the songs on the record and maybe there's one song in there that's new and that's cool but these these gigs just me in the studio i can kind of do whatever i want and learn whatever i want and be like i'm just gonna try this so it's been it's been cool yeah he definitely uh also i would say about his this philosophy of we're using time for fun that marco is the kind of person that even though he's doing that video editing for two days and he realizes he doesn't want to do it he's like kind of not it doesn't put him in into a bad mood or bring his spirits down too much like I, i've been doing some art and some stuff that i don't know how to do yet and, and some computer programs and i'm like oh this is making me crazy and he'll just be like hey babes like like he has a philosophy even around <laughs> the hard stuff yeah, and even in watching him teach our kids piano and helping them with school that he's like if how do we make it fun how do we take this really like mundane task and make it fun or complicated idea or whatever it is break it down to a to a place where it's not making you miserable so well, that's that. important because yeah. sometimes we have to do things that you know might be a little tedious to yeah and that's like i feel like it. that's when you live that way and that's your mentality you you know you sort of exude that and and people are drawn to that and the friends that you have also have that mentality like when i think of the people that I we used to travel with in the van all the time, you know, Karina, our bass player, Dave, our drummer, Jeff, our lay guy, Julian, our sound guy, they they all, honestly, they all have, we're all of the same mind frame of like, you know what, like, it's going to be hard on the road, there's going to be all sorts of things that are going to happen, but like, you can't, you can't let that bring you down, you got to have the best time that you can, and you're all together, and you're doing it because you love music. You're doing it because you love each other and your friends. So why, you know, why make mountains out of molehills kind of thing? Like why let something bring you down that that really shouldn't, you know? We're not like just happy, shiny people. <laughs> you uh, are. I guess we you are. are. You're optimists. We're optimists, but we're, you know, we know when when like things aren't going right and we might need to change something. Like we recognize when actually maybe we need to, you know, change or shift gears or something. But for the most part, we we all have that mentality. And I think so what's great about music too is that it kind of gathers people together with all the same, you know, maybe a lot of the same thoughts. And when you get all that positivity in one room, you know, you could feel it as a musician on stage. I mean, I could I it just makes my hands go by themselves sometimes <laughs> because people are people are just it's like an amazing night, an amazing room. You could just feel that. So, but yeah, that's, it's been my mentality. I've always been like, yeah, an optimist. And I've always felt like, sure, you could get mad at it, you know, or like sometimes when you see somebody get frustrated at something, you're like, I don't want to look like that. That is not a good look, you know, like that is really childish or they don't realize it, but it's a bad look for them. And maybe they get over it quick, but for a while you're like, whoa. I hope I never do that. And maybe, maybe you realize that sometimes you do, but when you see that you're, I, I'm drawn to be like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Or I actually don't want to really hang around with that person so much because I don't want to be around that. And it doesn't, doesn't vibrate with me, you know? Yeah. I um, can attest that the people that you hang out with at and in your band and who work for you are the most fun because I've had some of the most fun times backstage after some of your shows. I mean, me and Karina were doing like cartwheels down the hall 
at one of them. And <laughs> <laughs> we great. just have so much fun. And it's even totally you had a party at our house when, when we weren't there, we weren't able to go to the show, but we found fun things around our house, like pizza boxes that were painted really fun for like months and months after. <laughs> and we kept on hearing about the party that was at our house. That was the most fun. So you, you and your friends and the people you attract are just fun, loving, shiny, happy people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, and it's constantly being fed when you're if, you're, if you're playing music, you're constantly feeding that and you're constantly feeling that, you know, night by night, day by day, or even just, you know, even if I'm not on tour playing, even just playing music, playing the piano every day, it's like a, you know, I call it mental floss, you know, it's like clears out, <laughs> clears out all the, maybe some negativity or some things you've been thinking about or some things you've been overwhelmed with. And then you know, an hour later after playing piano or working on music for a while, I can come back in the house or, or and I'll, you know, my mind frame is completely different. You know, it's like good, it's like a practicing music is like a meditation and then playing music is also a meditation. It's more of a fun, engaging sort of meditation thing. But then if you're just doing that every day, you're constantly using time for fun. You're just going to, you're just going to turn it into one big ball of fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can't have too much fun. No, I don't know. You know, there's sometimes you could be around those, some negative people or just some vibey people. And you're like, whoa, what? this is like, I'm not used to this. Um, I like I have lots of smile. I normally have lots of smiles and high-fiving and like, yes. And then sometimes when you're around someone that's a little, you know, might, I don't know, might not vibe with you that much. You're like, right, right. I don't, I don't really, I hang out with a lot of positive people all the time. And I, and I don't, I don't really need this. I don't like this. I don't want to deal with that. You know, I don't anyway. So yeah, we're constantly doing it every day. It feels good. I actually, so during um, the Reed Mathis interview, he was talking about this one show that he, well, it was one show he was playing at where there was only one person in the audience and that person was getting down and having the most like, incredible time and that person was katie yeah <laughs> that's so funny and the, the venue was in eugene oregon probably all right no. where was it how could they be playing for one person i'm like where was it i don't remember he he did say where it was but i don't remember oh, it's probably I, out west somewhere some like like in like they, Oh, outside okay. of San Francisco or maybe anyway <laughs> I could I could totally picture that I, I mean, can too but I'm like hmm a little foggy <laughs> yeah. great I'm gonna call him later <laughs> yeah he it was really like a monumental thing for him he said because he was playing for there was just one person and this person was just like in it and getting down and it did it was it was the same energy as if there was like a million people in the room as there yeah. was for that one person I have a feeling. That's true. Yeah. I think it was. I have a feeling it was in New York. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was the Knitting Factory, actually. Yeah, my. I feel like oh. it was in New York. I, I'm like, I'm like, that there sounds more right. Okay. Yeah, that could be right to me. That's oh, awesome. I love yeah. it. That's cool. That's what's cool about music too. Is like you're in it like for life, you know, and you're gonna, you are gonna see a lot of those faces for a long time. Like I, I'm kind of realizing this like now that like. Oh right! Like that woman has been coming to our shows for the last twenty years. I got <laughs> that lady has been at our shows since two thousand and three, and I've casually said hi to her, you know, every gig for fifteen years. And it's like you're like, wow, that's funny. And then 
every once in a while you'll get an email. You know, it's really cool meeting all the people along the way that are just so nice to you and friendly to you and they see you every year and then you, you know, you're exhausted playing music every night, but they're just like being filled up with so much joy. And sometimes you don't just playing music all the time. You kind of, sometimes you don't realize how much actual joy you're, you're bringing to people because it's bringing it's, you so much. It's bringing you so much, but you're also, you know, you're, <laughs> you're, you know, you're working at it. You're like providing it and you're doing it night by night. So you're somewhat, you know, foggy and exhausted but it's still very fun, but you just, you never know. Like you're like, did people have a good time? Like that audience seemed really quiet. And then you like go out in the bar and people are like, that was awesome. And you're like, Oh, thank God. Like, cool. I wasn't mm -hmm. sure. You know, I don't know. I slept for four hours last night. I don't even know what, uh, kind of where I am. I just need to take, <laughs> go to sleep. And they're like, that was so fun. I love that. I forgot what else I was going to say about that. But, uh, I do love seeing, Oh yeah. This is what I was going to say. This one guy talking about like, kind of not realizing that you're bringing them them joy because you're exhausted from touring like however many days of the year 150 shows of the year and i was really really tired i think i was even like had a cold and i was in like colorado and i just went to the bar after the gig and it was a small i think there were like 50 people in the audience and this one guy i don't even know if this was a hallucination or not but this <laughs> one guy like you know like the What's the, you know, like that Indian guy that's like stupid fucking white man in that, in that show, One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? Like, yeah. That I like know. Native American, <laughs> the Native American big guy in, in One Who Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Is this one for like, sure. Oh, sorry. Yeah. And, and he's, like, <laughs> he's like stupid fucking white man. Anyway, this like big guy in Colorado, six foot eight. It's just like, hey, comes up to me and he's like, hey. I'm your wax. And I was like, what? It's like, you're burning the candle at both ends and I'm your wax. I'm your wax. Like, don't worry. Like you could, you could work this hard, but I'm your wax. Like I got you, you know, like, and I just thought like, right. The audience, like they're my, they're my wax, you know, That's and so it, was, interesting. It, it was really weird. Like he was, that was it. It was like, he like grabbed my shoulders and was like, I'm your wax. <laughs> and I was like, I need a drink. <laughs> I need wax. You know. <laughs> and I remember being like, wow, that was crazy. But you just meet it's so many weird things happen on the road. It's really funny. One and then on uh, on the other side of the coin, like a completely kind of inspiring moment, somewhat psychedelic. On the other side, you go, I, I remember a gig where we took a set break and it was a sold out show. Then I go to the bar to get a drink and this girl's like, you should play guitar. <laughs> and I was like, wow. I've never heard that one before. No, it was not you. <laughs> and I was like, kind of like offended. And then, and then I realized that like, she actually, you know, yeah, like for example, Dr. John, he plays piano and he also plays guitar on it, you know, in his sets. And I thought, well, right, like, yeah, like it would be cool if for a couple of songs I went up and played guitar. Like that would be kind of cool. But in the moment, I took it as like, who's this drunk girl? Like, piano rules. What do you mean? <laughs> you know? But anyway, there's just all sorts of random, uh, random things that happen on the road. And even if they are weird, weird, like the, you know, I'm your wax or you should play guitar, it's still, 
it's fun. still like fun and inspiring and, and strange and you tell everybody these stories and they're like what that's that's hilarious that's weird like what's gonna happen tonight you know mm-hmm. but uh but yeah it is a great it's it's the perfect profession for for me i couldn't yeah. i couldn't think of any anything else i mean i did think that i i like to be a cook because i do like love cooking and i love i love hosting i love providing i love having people come over to eat and smile and use time for fun use time for fun but uh yeah teaching is also i get a lot of joy out of teaching as well i i really do it's fun for me to do that and if i catch myself not looking forward to a lesson or if i catch myself in the lesson being kind of boring or something i'm like whoa i got this is how i can't work like this i gotta I got to be like, dude, I got to do something else. Like yesterday, I taught this lesson to this kid and we just talked for like the first 25 minutes and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. And then we eventually slowly learned like an Avengers, the Avengers theme by from Marvel. And and then we learned like a blues by Jimmy McGriff. And he was like, oh, what was that? That was cool. And it's just nice to like, nice to figure out how to how to get out maybe a not fun mentality to going into a fun mentality it's good to just be like well i don't think i'm doing this right like this isn't right this should be fun like how do i you know this is all happening internally quietly and it happens pretty quickly and then you you have to try to change your mentality and have a good time with whatever it is that you're doing or realize that maybe that other person is not having a good time that's what comes with teaching too like kind of vibe reading you know be like this student is not focused right now or my daughter is not focusing on this right now we need to do something else and you know you do i do i figure out how how to sometimes you like play through and then you're done and you're like that was exhausting that what shouldn't have been that exhausting it's supposed to be it's fun you know it's your own schedule it's your own thing that you like to do make it fun that's how it should be i'm sure you get that with with what you guys do as well. You probably catch yourself being like, what am I doing? I, I can't be putting out these negative. I got to like work that out. I can't, I got to, I got to figure out how to be positive, even though it's hard to maybe in the moment. Yeah. Were you teaching pre COVID? Were you doing lessons? I mean, I'm I, I was, um, you know, I did a little bit like whenever I could, there were some, we live in Woodstock, New York, and there are a lot of mu- a lot of musicians around here. And there's a school, a really great school that our kids go to, and a lot of the kids play music. And I was teaching a couple kids at the school just because we were friends with their parents, and they would come over, and I was, and I, you know, I'd be home from tour for a couple of days, and I'd teach them literally for like fifty dollars an hour, just like piano lessons or just like classic whatever. And I did do that for as, as you know, I did do that for a little bit, but it was, it was a little bit too difficult with the touring. It was like hard to squeeze in. And I, I was, I was helping them and sometimes it was fun for me, but I, most of the time I was overwhelmed and exhausted and and just thinking, why am I teaching? I like, I haven't seen my family in so long. I, these guys don't need to learn how to play the angry birds theme song on the piano. Like (laughs) learn that from a YouTube video. What am I doing here? I'd rather be using my time for fun, hanging out with my family. I've just been gone. So now that he's not gone ever, he loves teaching and bringing that up. But even, you know, even before that, I taught, I mean, I taught uh, like beginner lessons. I, I like to, I did teach and I, and I was right. My parents are both teachers and, or were both teachers at, at a certain point. And my uncle, aunts and uncles were all teachers. Everybody, they, they were all teachers. And so 
I did teach piano lessons just throughout my life randomly to some some folks that would want it, especially after college. It was like, oh yeah, I got to try to make money. And like Wednesdays were like my teaching days. And I would just like go around New Jersey and teach kids. So I did have a background on, a little bit on how to teach. And also just, I went to school for music. So I feel like just by going to school for music, you learn how to teach because you've been taught by so many people and you, you know, you remember what it was that you learned that really maybe inspired you to, to learn about jazz or to learn about classical music or to learn about whatever, whatever. So I do have a knowledge as to what could be good for certain levels or whatever. But I wasn't teaching that much while I was touring because I was too busy. But now that I'm not touring, I'm teaching a lot virtually and I don't and I and I really like it. I was gonna say I don't mind it. I I, I like it. I love it. It's fun. And honestly, like it's kind of great to not have to drive to someone's house and like teach them or have them come to your house and teach them. It's just like, look, they could be in their world. I could be in my world. And the virtual teaching for for music is actually kind of equally as as good maybe better i don't i don't know because i've only been doing it for a couple months for kids but it, it has been like great and they the kids come back and the and they're like yeah i'm just like waiting for someone to cancel and like no one's canceling it's like everyone's like still having a good time and and i'm totally inspired to to teach them it's fun mm-hmm. i like i like figuring out i'm not i'm not like feeling negative about things these days, even though maybe a lot of people are because of what's happening. But I'm really feeling like, you know what, like, let's like make something new happen. Like, let Katie, you know, let's, let's try not to spend so much money. Let's try to make a little money. Let's also just be friendly and positive and have a good time. Katie's, is that the, the dough? I'm, yeah. Katie makes a loaf of bread every week. Get some so we bread making going on. Not really, it's not really to save money. It's save really, money on bread. It's really to not buy plastic. Like oh, my kids a, loved this peasant bread that we would get from bread alone, but it's in a plastic bag. And every week, and I was like, throw. Or I mean, we I'd use it for other things, but I was like, oh, if I just figure out how to bake that loaf of bread, then I never have to buy another plastic bag again. True. Nice. We're, yeah, we're getting trying to get rid of plastic in our in our lives. Single use plastic. Yeah. So yeah. you're gonna be like my bread. Our bread budget was like one hundred thousand dollars. We really had to like right, cut right, it right. down. No, I like buy fifty pound bags of flour. I bet you we are probably saving lots of money, not really. hundreds and thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Something. Yeah, like even though we're not, I'm not, you know, bringing much, bringing any bacon home. You know, we're we're just trying to figure out how to how to budget our money and spend time together and, and not feel overwhelmed by, you know, not having a job, you know, potentially getting like a deadly virus. I mean, there's so many (laughs) things to like be freaked out about right now. And we're, I feel like we're doing great up here. We're quarantining in paradise. I feel like it's really great. And we do anything we can to save a little dough, make our own bread, (laughs) not eat meat. That saves a lot of money, you know. We just we got last year we got an electric car, so no gas, and uh, we also like the environment. We like the environment, yeah. I don't know. We're just we're teaching our kids along the way too, so we gotta we gotta be cool. We can't be doing stupid stuff. We gotta teach teach them about the world and about how to be a responsible human without teaching them. We just want to like live it, you know. We just want to. Mm-hmm. This is how we live. We don't really use plastic. We don't really 
eat that much meat. Sometimes we buy bacon, but uh, um, you know. but it's also like it's also there's been a lot because we've been home a lot and we have a 13 year old and a 11 year old and having a 13 year old girl is like. Using time for fun, we can just go back to that. Is like when you're 13, it can be really hard to do that. And to have, I think, to have Marco as a powerful force and influence in our house and for him to be here all the time is like made sort of like dispelled all the tether where there can be tension or conflict and things like that. He's like, he's like, what's going on? What's happening here, people? Like, and, and the fact that we're all together all the time has made it so that like the communication, the frustration, the communication's better, the frustration's less, like everybody's really like, like our family unit is very, I don't know, copacetic, is that what I wanna say? Like very, like we're all very, doing a pretty good job of being um, respectful, responsible, and having a good time together. Yeah, I, I, I was thinking about, like if I was in a house by myself, just feeling for anybody that was maybe just living by themselves these days, like man, like I I I really feel for for them because like there's so much noise here. There's like Katie, there's the girls, there's music, and like it doesn't feel like any everything's the same. It feels like, but like if you're if someone's by themselves, you know, man, like it's hard. You know, it's just you, you don't even sometimes you you go the whole day without saying anything, without opening your mouth and saying anything. You know, and it's like, man, it's, it must, I feel for those people who are, who are really just by themselves. And we're, it's just, we're lucky to have all of us in the house together, being loud, making music, doing dishes, making bread. It's like, it's busy in here, you know, it's like, (laughs) and, and like, rarely I'm here by myself. And when I think about those times, like in the past, like maybe Katie and the girls go to California, say before I do, that's where Katie's parents live. And I'm home for like two or three days by myself before I go out there. And it's just me. And I'm just like, this is way too quiet. I like put on records or like turn things loud. Like I'm just used to family chatter, you know, food, you know, conversation, music. So it's it's nice to have each other and to just figure out how to like yeah be copacetic and be positive and living in a house together and not be overwhelmed by things and you could see the kids being overwhelmed by things here and there like I just want to see my friends or I just want to have a sleepover and we're like sleepover no 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 and there's like no of that none of that and then they could sense that they're a little everyone's you know it's different it's a weird time for them to be growing up like I can't even imagine having this happen to me when I was a kid but. You know, they're doing great. We're here. We're we're staying positive and uh you know, no place we'd rather be than here. But yeah. uh you, you could sense that from from them here and there that they're like, that's a little weird, it's a little weird. It's just like, don't worry, it's gonna be over. Let's not talk about it too much because you know, not much we can do. It's also so. secretly wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way too. And it's I know you have to go to your tennis your tennis match and we we just time travels because that went by really fast but if there is anybody that is out there like struggling to use time for fun what's like one tidbit or one piece of advice that you would give them really quickly before you go oh put on a record put on a record get a record get a record player literally go buy a record player don't go buy it order a record player (laughs) get it delivered to your house order Order Tim Maya, the Brazilian existential soul record. It's a double record. Get Tim Maya. 
get a record player and listen to that and you'll be just fine. And order all of the Marco Benevento yeah. vinyls too. We have a, we listen to them all the time. <laughs> After you listen it to Maya, then get one of my Let It Slide, my record. <laughs> and and you'll be you'll be great. You'll realize that, you know, the good vibrations are in the air and uh, it could change your your outlook on things. Also like paint, paint, like get a get a bust out something and just like put some colors on a page or something. Yeah, I, just I, try some try doing something and you don't know if you know how to do it or not. Or doodle. I like to doodle. Just get a pen and just start drawing. And if you if you like wine, have a glass of wine. You know, we we I've been drinking wine since I was ten. So have a little wine with dinner. Nothing wrong with that, or non-alcoholic wine if you don't drink alcohol. <laughs> Wonderful. I'm gonna definitely have a glass of wine with my dinner, and I'll cheers to the two of you. <laughs> and we hope that you have the, the most amazing tennis match of your life. Thank you. Oh, nice. Thank you. It's I just saw, <laughs> I just saw like a some sort of thing online that was like it's all about where your headspace is if you go into the match knowing you're going to win you're going to win that's right and i was like all right i'm going to go in and just know that i'm going to win done i didn't come here to play tennis i came here to win (laughs) 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 this is your next career be professional tennis player oh man you you have to win this it's very important (laughs) i'll send you i'll send you some some pics (laughs) of the latest uh Bjorn Borg outfit that I have. Well, thank you guys so much for giving us a glimpse into your fabulous, fun life. It's been really wonderful. Oh, thank you so much. And thanks for having us. And hopefully we can spread positivity, light and magic and love. Yeah. You definitely did. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, thanks. You guys are so great. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you for being here. And we'll be right back. And we're back. What a lovely conversation. And now I'm totally craving wine and bread. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to make your own? I haven't yet, but I am totally willing to try. People have actually offered to give me sourdough starters, but I'm like really intimidated by the situation. But (laughs) I also am very upset of how the bread that I buy comes in plastic bags. So maybe I just need to get over it and just try it and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let us know. Yeah. Well, okay. So... We talked a lot about using time for fun in so many ways, and I'm just like so inspired to do things. I mean, I kind of do that in my life already, but to step it up even further. And so I'm really curious about what you want to share for your section, because I always learn so much from it. (laughs) Yes. Great. So for the... Did you know... So first of all, I just want to propose this to people that life can be fun, that life doesn't have to be hard, that it doesn't have to be a struggle. I just want everybody to just take a moment and just let that settle in, that life could be fun. And if you ever need a reminder of that, you can listen back to this episode and just be filled with all of the fun that was oozing out of 
your speaker, whatever you're listening to from Marco and Katie, because I think sometimes we get trapped in this like idea that life has to be a struggle. And I know that life can be challenging. I certainly am not saying that. And part of being a human is encountering those challenges and feeling all of those emotions that may be uncomfortable. But we always have a choice in how we respond to something. And I think that you know, Marco and Katie and, you know, perhaps certainly Tara Lee and I've done this in my life, like we choose to make it fun. And so I just want to remind you, did you know that you have a choice? And especially when we're talking about, you know, health and wellness, people think that it it needs to be difficult and it needs to be like dry or rigid or all of the things. And the only way that you're going to stick with something is, at least for me, is if I enjoy it. Like, I'm not going to do something forever if I don't enjoy it. I'm like Marco. It's like, if it's not fun for me, I might do it for a little while, but it's certainly not going to last. So, and when we begin to actually turn our attention to the things that do light us up and are fun for us, then that is what we are going to continue to call towards us. So just like Marco said that he surrounds himself with people that are fun, that's because he's fun. And so when we choose to make things fun or to follow our joy or to follow what feels good for us, then that is what we call into us. That's just the way the universe works. And unfortunately, there are no, you know, double blind studies that are going to prove this to us. But I can tell you from my life, and I know from Tara Lee's life, and from Marco's life, and from everybody that's, you know, talks about the laws of the universe, that's just the way things work. So it's okay to have fun. Phew. Thank goodness. <laughs> so for my section. Daily Jam. We are going to put using time for fun into practice, into your daily life. And so my challenge to you is to the things that you do every day that maybe you're kind of bored with or even annoyed that you have to do. How can you make those things fun? And so I'm not saying that all day, every day, you have to think of all your tasks, although that is ideally the goal. But for now, if even there's just one activity that you're like, kind of not looking forward to and don't like doing it all, how can you make that fun? And that is what my challenge is to you. And if it's possible, I also recommend that you put on some music, maybe some Marco Benevento while you're doing that thing and see if that makes it more fun. And so there you have it. Because like Leah said, life can be fun. So when you're doing the dishes, how can that be a little bit more fun? When you're making lunches for the kids, how can that be a little bit more fun? When you're on your daily commute, how can that be a little bit more fun? How can you have a little bit more fun doing the things that you do every day all the time? Yes. And take note of how things might begin to shift and change just from focusing on fun. Yeah, and we want to hear all about it. So be sure to go to our Facebook community. It's the Groove Therapy Podcast community. And let us know, like, 
how has it changed your life once you started making things a little bit more fun? And also share what you did, because that might inspire somebody else who's like doing the same thing as you, who's bored with it. And then they're like, oh, wow, that's a great idea. I can have more fun doing that too. Yes. Yeah. I want to hear about it. Yeah. we yeah. Hearing about other people having fun makes me have fun. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of like it lights up those mirror neurons in our brain. When we hear or see somebody doing something, we actually have that response inside of us too. Yes. So. Woohoo. So we're really looking forward to hearing how much fun you're going to have. And also something else that's really fun is leaving us a review if you like our podcast. So if you go to Apple Podcasts, there's a, a area where you can leave us as many stars as you want. We like five the most, but it's whatever you're feeling. And then you can also write us a review and we may even read it on the air and make you really famous. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really wonderful. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Groove Therapy Podcast, as well as our Facebook group that Tara Lee mentioned, Groove Therapy Podcast Community. And uh, definitely check out all of the other Osiris Pod podcasts because we are a part of Osiris Podcast. So I think I think that's all we got for today. Anything else you'd like to add, Leah? No, I'm excited to. Well, this has certainly been fun, and I'm (laughs) 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 I'm excited to continue using my time for fun today. Yes, me too. So here's to fun. And we will see you all next time. We love you so much. And thank you so much for listening. We're so grateful. Bye.